This, this is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the Cigar City of Tampa, Florida, U.S.A. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. You can be absolutely assured I will pour myself a libation, a cocktail, and you can be assured it'll be more than one. Because today, in the second hour, we'll be joined by a very special guest. We will be joined by the Associate Master Distiller of Jack Daniels Distillery, Chris Fletcher. And to my right, where I'm coming to you from today at Breakthrough Beverage, In the Cigar City of Tampa, I'm in their luxurious bar. Probably 150 bottles of various libations in front of me. And to the right, there is a beautiful picture of three of the coolest, hippest men in alpha male history. One, Frank Sinatra. Two, Sammy Davis Jr. And three, Dean Martin pouring themselves some Jack Daniels in Vegas, all in tuxedos. I'm surrounded by alpha greatness. Long Ash greetings and salutations. A Long Ash snappy salute. Semper delictatio. Always pleasure. Long live the alpha. America's alpha male front and center. And we have moved command center alpha, as I mentioned, to the luxurious conference room bar area at Breakthrough Beverage, one of the largest spirit uh, distributors in the country. And we are enjoying their incredible hospitality today. And as I mentioned, we'll be joined by uh, Chris Sullivan, the master, associate master distiller, correction, Chris Fletcher, the associate master distiller of Jack Daniels uh, in the second hour. Before I get to talking about Thursday evening's debate I want to talk about something very serious, something that is sweeping college campuses across the country, especially now after spring break, and that is students suffering from stress and depression from all the partying they did during spring break. And this caught my attention. Students at the University of Buffalo feel that spring break trips are causing them to be more depressed and stress than before because of all the partying and drinking and celebratory maneuvers that are going on on their spring break trips. Boo-hoo. Should we all not feel terrible and so upset? The stress that these students are going through because they're spending a week in Cancun or 10 days in Europe surrounded by gorgeous coeds, hot babes in scantily clad bikinis, with fine libations, sun, sand, beach. We're supposed to feel sorry for these students? One of the students, by the name of Garrett Rubin, said he returned from his 10-day spring break trip to Ireland and Spain. Let me tell you, I was thrilled if I could just go to Fort Lauderdale for $250 round trip. Now, students are going to Europe for spring break. That's a new one. But coming back from Ireland and Spain, he feels more drained than he had before he left. He said that 
His itinerary included relaxing during the day and partying at the beach or downtown during the evening. All he said is, I want to go home and sleep for another week. Well, welcome to the real world student Garrett Rubin. You get your vacation, you had 10 days in Europe, you partied your ass off, and now you got to come back. That's how it works. Another student who wanted to remain anonymous said he developed depression after staying at an all-inclusive resort in Cancun. He said he was exhausted, hungover upon returning back to the University of Buffalo campus, and that he found his depression stemmed from a combination of drinking every day and having such a great time, then having to come back to reality. This is such a serious issue for these students. We should feel terrible for them. Drinking every day, having a great time, and then having to come back to reality. That is called the real world. I remember when uh, I was a student at Syracuse University, our tradition was we would go to Fort Lauderdale. We would come back looking like lobsters because we wanted to show everybody that we went away somewhere and that we actually went somewhere warm. We wanted to be sure that everybody knew where we went. We played golf. We had great cigars. We surrounded ourselves with hot women on the beach. Of course, were we a little depressed coming? I wouldn't call it depressed. I mean, we got on the airplane and we were lamenting, oh, man, wouldn't it be great to stay here for another week or two weeks or three days? But it's not like we were saying, oh, we're so depressed. We had such a great time. Now we're, we need to go seek psychiatric evaluation and counseling and get some pills. No way. Never in a million years would we, would we ever say that. We had a great time. We were... Certainly not thrilled to go back, but we weren't depressed or stressed in any way, shape, or form. And this anonymous student said, the week you come back, there's a lot of work. If you just go home and relax, it's beneficial for school, but if you go away for spring break, you're more stressed, but you can't beat the experience. A CheapTickets.com survey revealed, and this is interesting, 55% of college students are traveling for spring break this year, and the top destination, Cancun. Fort Lauderdale, the Bahamas, Daytona Beach. No, Las Vegas, which shocked me. When I was going, never in a million years would we think of going to Las Vegas for spring break. Survey also revealed that 95% of students are planning on sharing hotel rooms and 12% saying there will be seven or more sharing a room. The one thing I can tell you, lieutenants, I always showed good life tendencies, even in college, ain't no way in hell would I have seven people in a room. Well, if it was six hot dames and myself, I will make the exception. But most of the time, it was myself and one other person sharing a, uh, a good-sized room. But in no way would we have seven or five or eight people packed into a, a room like a sardine can. No way in any way, shape, or form. Not going to happen. But boo-hoo for these college. Don't you feel so badly for them? I guarantee when you went on spring break, when I went on spring break, we were thrilled to be able to go to Fort Lauderdale and uh, maybe stay at a one- or two-star hotel. Well, actually, I worked some connections. I stayed at a four-star hotel. That's another story. However, I can tell you that today, when we're talking about students going to Europe, going to Lauderdale, going to Vegas, staying at great resorts, it's a little bit different than back when I went to uh, college from 1982 to 86. But This is just a symptom of the beta wussification softness of children growing up today, specifically uh, boys. Everybody gets a a participation trophy. Everybody's a winner. So now they go out and they have a great time during spring break, but they come back stressed and depressed. It is a symptom 
of coddling these kids when they are young. Do not coddle. That is the absolute worst thing a parent can do for a child. Why? They grow up to be giant, wussified betas. And that's a perfect example. When these students are complaining about being depressed and stressed from spring break, no sympathy in any way, shape, or form. Boo-hoo. All right. The Academy Awards, lieutenants. I didn't really watch the Academy Awards. Of course, I, I saw the tweets going on. But for the very end, I was switching over to the news, and it ran over for a few minutes. So the, the award for the uh, best actor, male actor in a movie, went to Leonardo DiCaprio. Now, Leonardo DiCaprio gets up, does his speech, thanks all the people, which was fine and good. But then he goes into a diatribe, a tirade about climate change and global warming. And we have to protect the planet. We have to protect the oceans and the environment. And it's up to us. And we must do something. But as always, these, these Hollywood hypocrites are all about doing as I say, not as I do. And case in point, when the Sony documents were uh, released, when the Sony computers were hacked... A whole bunch of emails were leaked, and a number of the emails showed Leonardo DiCaprio going back and forth with Sony executives, wanting to avail himself of the Sony private jets, and he did. He received more than $200,000 worth of private jet travel in just six weeks back in 2014, and this was part of the WikiLeaks dumped. Well, he flew from Los Angeles to New York at a cost of 63000 privately. It was just he and his girlfriend, two people. On April 27th of 2014, so 10 days later, flew back to Los Angeles again with two people, cost of $63,000. A few days later, on May 4th, he goes back from Los Angeles to New York. No word on how many people, but probably not that many. And then he flew from Los Angeles, from New York back to Los Angeles, May 31st, with three people on board. Now, if Leonardo de Hypocrite is so concerned about climate change and global warming and the emissions and the carbon released and being spewed by, by all sorts of vehicles and planes and trains, then why not take commercial? I'll tell you why. Because they think by wagging their finger at you and telling you what you should do, that it's okay for them to be completely hypocritical, and travel the way they want. I have nothing against private air transportation. I'm 100% in favor of PAT. I'm a pilot myself. I like private air transportation. I don't apologize for it, and, and, and neither should anybody else. But I don't wag my finger at everyone saying, don't you go by private jet or by private plane. You have to worry about climate change and the emissions going in the air. Please, save it, Leonardo de Hypocrite. Why don't you just worry about uh, your movies Worry about all the other nonsensical uh, 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 items that you deal with, all the other causes that you have. But don't wag your finger. Don't be a typical Hollywood uh, elite, a Hollywood hypocrite, and wag your finger like Al Gore and tell us how we should live our lives when you don't follow your own advice. If you want to eat your own home cooking, fine. But until then, keep the hell away from telling us how we should live our lives. Typical Hollywood hypocrite. Lieutenants, we will continue front and center right around the corner. Much more your co- coming your way today on The Cigar Dave Show. The General is always on Twitter. Delivering breaking news. Giving you the latest intel on cigars. And battling the enemies of pleasure. Chat with The General now at Cigar Dave Show.
The journey of Yarguera began with a very special yet delicate Cuban seed. The Grupo de Maestros took their rare tobacco to the privileged farmlands of western Honduras, where they began a five-year program to combine its sweet flavors and distinctively aromatic qualities with the robustness of Criollo 98. The result was Yarguera, a genetic hybrid tobacco containing the best qualities of each. Grown on a single state containing rich soil and ideal weather conditions, Yarguera features flavors of coffee and chocolate with hints of nutmeg and cinnamon. Shade and sun-grown versions of this exceptional tobacco are now used exclusively in one cigar. Yarguera H. Upman. Experience Yarguera H. Upman. Now at your local tobacconist and visit yarguera.com to learn more. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. As a cigar connoisseur, one of the pleasures that we derive is walking into our retailer's humidor and seeing the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Nine years ago, I had the idea that I wanted to share great cigars with the cigar lieutenants. So, the Officers Club was born. Every month, you will receive three fantastic premium cigars direct to your door, shipped in a very dapper Officers Club customized Ziploc cigar pouch. $22.95 per month gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. No long-term contracts. You can cancel whenever you want. You enjoy great cigars right to your door. Names like Perdomo, Diamond Crown, Brickhouse, San Latano, Rocky Patel, Torano, CAO, Avo, Camacho, Greycliff, and many more. Join the Officers Club today. Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, and for $22.95, you'll get the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar-making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Tradition. Line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. March Officers Club selection is New Wave Reserva from E.P. Carrillo. Sign up today at CigarDave.com to have these cigars shipped directly to you next month. Hard to believe that next week we will be conducting St. Patrick's Day celebratory maneuvers here on the Cigar Dave Show. Cigaro Dave will be making uh, his annual appearance. Uh, we'll get a couple of leprechauns and we will enjoy some... 
cigars that have a nice green candela wrapper, and we will be enjoying some great St. Patrick's Day delicacies and libations, and of course, some Irish whiskey. So that is next week. Hard to, I cannot believe already we are talking about St. Patrick's Day. It seems like uh, the year is just flying by way, way too quickly. Two nights ago, the GOP debate Detroit, Michigan. A couple of different comments. First up, I thought the end was very odd. Marco Rubio and Ted Cruz didn't handshake each other. They gave each other kind of a unique fist bump, and we'll put the video on. We'll, we'll share that with you at CigarDave.com and post that at social media, but kind of, a, kind of odd, like a, almost like a secret fist pump type of deal where they were going up, down, around, and then Trump was polite went over to shake Marco Rubio's hand, and instead of Marco Rubio shaking Trump's hand, he gave him, put his fist out, and of course Trump gave him a fist pump back. That's not alpha-like. If you're an alpha in a setting like that, you're not on the basketball court, you're not on the football field, you are at a formal political event. That is That merits a handshake. And I thought that Marco Rubio doing that, if he thought he was trying to be cool, it was not in any way, shape, or form. It was just very odd. And, and you will see, we will, we'll, again, we're, we just put that at CigarDave.com as well as our Twitter and Facebook feeds. So you, you'd be the judge yourself. I just thought it was very, very odd. It did not look alpha-like in any way, shape, or form. Now, speaking of Donald Trump, and I could do an entire show just on the debate, and I don't want to do that. If you follow my Twitter feed, you'll see exactly what I said and uh, my Twitter feed was very active during the debate. And in fact, somebody uh, tweeted out that uh, the most entertaining Twitter feed during the debate was yours truly. So take a look. If you're not following me at Twitter, go back into my archives and you can see exactly what I had to tweet. But I do want to bring this up, that I received a tweet from one of our Officers Club members stating that because I'm supporting Donald Trump, he canceled his Officers Club membership, which is fine. That is his right, and in fact, that's why we have month-to-month memberships in the Officers Club. There is no issue if at any time you want to cancel, at any time for whatever reason you feel like you're not getting the cigars that you would like or a certain flavor profile, and we always tell people if you're a member of the Officers Club, if you only like mild cigars or full or medium, don't join because we have a wide range of flavor profiles and various types of cigars and brands that you'll get throughout the course of the year. So he was almost like saying that, how dare you? You're, you're, you're supporting Trump, so therefore I'm canceling. Be my guest. Twenty two ninety five per month is not going to kill us. In fact, we probably had 10 people already sign up in, in this person's place, and that's not really the point. The point being is that if you feel that because I support Trump or I'm a, 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 an outspoken alpha male or you find that offensive that, that I state my opinion, whatever it is, then don't join. Or if you are a member and you want to cancel, fine. But the mere fact that he had to almost poke it in my chest saying, because of your support for Trump, I'm going to cancel my officer's club selection. My reaction was, that's fine. That's the right. That's exactly why we make our memberships month to month. If at any time you're not happy, you just cancel it. He's not happy, not because of the cigars, but because I support Donald Trump. That's fine. So I thought it was very unique, so I did want to share that. And you'll see some of my other comments. Uh, I, I thought, look, Donald Trump should have kept his cool a little bit better. He should not have talked to Rubio and calling him Little Marco. Okay, Little Marco, whatever you say, Little Marco. I thought the hand joke 
relative to another part of his body. Anatomy was funny. It was lighthearted. Of course, some of the left are making it very, very serious. But one thing I do want to bring up is talking about the New York Times and Donald Trump speaking to them off the record. And Megyn Kelly and some of the other moderators were going after him hard. Ted Cruz was going after Donald Trump to release the tapes off the record conversation. And it occurred last January when Trump and a number of other declared presidential candidates met with the editorial board of the New York Times last January. So just, uh, just a, well, actually it was a few months ago. So they visited the, the New York Times on Tuesday, January 5th. Now, as part of that, all the candidates speak on the record, but for background and to be specific and to, to, to share some items, going off the record is not uncommon. It's done every day with reporters. I have cigar manufacturers and other sources that go off the record with me. Never once in a million years would I ever state that they did go off the record with me, and I wouldn't tell you who they were. Because once you lose the integrity and the trust of someone that tells you something in confidence, you are done. You're finished. And for the newspaper or the media, the the, the journalists, with all their supposed journalistic integrity, and the New York Times is first to jump up and down saying, oh, we have tremendous journalistic integrity. Integrity is what we're all about. Well, for somebody at the New York Times to even leak to someone that Donald Trump made statements off the record that were recorded is unacceptable. And for Megyn Kelly to press Donald Trump to release them is absurd. Never in a million years would Megyn Kelly or Chris Wallace or Brett Baer ever Admit to anyone when someone went off the record with them. Because if they did, their career would be done. Nobody would ever speak to them. And Ted Cruz has gone off the record, I'm sure, hundreds if not thousands of times. And he wouldn't want somebody from the media, a reporter, saying, oh, by the way, he went off the record with me. I've got his tape. If it's okay with him, I'll release it. That doesn't happen. Shame on the New York Times. And shame on whoever released that he did go off the record and that the conversation was taped. Shame on them. They should be exposed and they should be fired. The New York Times has zero journalistic integrity. Libation and Litation Ceremony is next. The Cigar Dave Officers Club selection this month is the new Wave Reserva from E.P. Carrillo. This medium-bodied smoke is adorned with high-primed Ecuadorian Connecticut Oscuro wrapper, delivering tastes of toffee, nuts, and a hint of spice. New Wave Reserva from E.P. Carrillo was inspired by the short run of 2012, and you will love it. Not a member of the Officers Club? Get these premium cigars shipped directly to you every month by signing up today at Cigar Dave.com. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm -hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, Those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. 
Experience the premium Diamond Crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. Cigar Dave Officers Club members receive fantastic selections the first quarter of 2016, beginning with the January 2016 selection of Perla Del Mar cigars by J.C. Newman. In February, the Rocky Patel Royale cigars were featured, and coming in March, the E.P. Carillo New Wave Reserva. Get the latest and greatest in the world of cigars shipped right to your mailbox. Go to CigarDave.com now and join the Officers Club. With an unlimited and secure supply of pleasure sticks available for the general to enjoy, it's time for National Cigar Litation Maneuvers. One of the historic tobacconists in the world is Nat Sherman in New York City. On East 42nd Street, they have their famous townhouse where you can have a cigar, you can enjoy a cigar, lounge around. It is the stop, one of the major stops you have to make while in New York. And Nat Sherman has come out with a cigar that came out with it two years ago to commemorate the founding of Nat Sherman, tobacconist to the world, back in 1930. And the cigar is called, appropriately, Nat Sherman 1930. It has a very nice white band with silver lettering with the 1930, Nat Sherman, New York, in red. Very simple, but very elegant. This is one of the fuller flavored, more fuller flavored cigars in the Nat Sherman line. And again, this uh, all started with the patriarch of the Sherman family, Nat Sherman himself, in the New York City's Garment District, 1930. The 1930 line, five different sizes, all made by Manuel Casada and the Casada family down at Matassa in República Dominicana, amongst the fullest flavored cigar that Nat Sherman has ever released in their own, under their own brand name. Dominican wrapper and binder, fillers from Nicaragua and the Dominican Republic. It is a full-flavored cigar. As I mentioned, comes in a multiple of sizes, multitude of sizes, and I have just pulled out the Corona size. I love a good Corona. Five and a half inches in length, 42 ring gauge. Doesn't take you long to enjoy this cigar, but just a classic size. And this is definitely in terms of strength and body on a scale of, say, 1 to 10. This is definitely going to be in the 8 to 9 range. So a fuller flavored cigar. Suggested retail for this Corona Nat Sherman 1930, about $8.50. But the prices range from 8 all the way to about 13 in the lineup of cigars. My other favorite size is a Gran Robusto, which is a 5 and a quarter by 54, or the Corona Grande, which they call a, a double Corona 6 by 46. Those are going to run you in the $9, $10 category, but very nice cigar, full-flavored, made by Manuel Casada down in the Dominican Republic. The Nat Sherman, 1930, my cigar selection for today. Cigar-altering and highly sharpened leaf-exposing device. Well, today my leaf-exposing device and my litation device are one and the same. I've got a Lotus lighter in Syracuse orange color, and on the very bottom of the lighter, you flip up a 
little door, which reveals two things. One, where to refill the lighter. But two, it's got about uh, just a small little piercer or punch cut. And this will work anything from oh, probably about a 40, 38, 40 ring gauge all the way up to about probably a 52 ring gauge. But if you want to drill a couple of additional holes, that's what you can do. But one hole in this Corona will do the charm, do the trick using this built-in cutter or bullet cutter in my Lotus SSD lighter. Maximum BTU flame-throwing and heat-producing apparatus. Well, this Lotus lighter has two flames that are angled at about a 30-degree angle. They meet about an inch and a half from the top of uh, where the jet flames emit. Big tank. You've got a nice uh, ability to see how much fuel is in the tank on the side. It's got comes in about four different colors, but I've got the Syracuse orange. Almost looks like a little shark, and I think this is called the Lotus Shark, if I'm not mistaken. But a very nice lighter. That's what I would use today. Cigar, Cigar pre-lightation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure. Approval to go throttle up in three, two, one. But I'm gently working the cutter, the bullet cut or the piercer, into the head of the cigar, rotating very slowly. Taking my time, just pulled it out. A perfect cut. In fact, I'm going to take a picture of this while I'm here. Perfect cut. Very, very clean. Elegant way to expose the leaves of the cigar. So now I will gently toast the foot of this Nat Sherman 1930 Corona. Taking my time. Ah, I can smell the first few wafts of blue smoke coming off this incredible cigar. I will now puff and rotate slowly. Mmm. Outstanding. Very nice. Great draw. A lot of flavor, no doubt about it. Mmm. Very nice. Doesn't take a lot to light a Corona. With a 42 ring gauge or 42 64ths of an inch in diameter, doesn't take a lot. Let me low on the foot of the cigar. Perfect light. Take a few puffs. Mmm. And without any further delay, I need something to accompany this. And I'm going to enjoy a very fine spirit with some significance today. Scotch, bourbon, and beer. Commence thirst-quenching libationary maneuvers. I am opening up a bottle of Jack Daniels Gentleman Jack. Double mellowed. Double mellowed in that it goes through to a double charcoal filtration process. When Jack Daniels, original number seven, is distilled... It then goes through a charcoal mellowing process. They allow it to drip. They allow the spirit, the whiskey, to just gently drip. It removes a lot of the corn oils, some of the impurities. Then they put it in a barrel. Then they age it. Four years, six years, whatever the case may be. When it comes out of the barrel, in order to become Gentleman Jack, they put it through a second mellowing process, but not as deep, not as many feet of charcoal that it goes through. And you have uh, Gentleman Jack. Double mellowed, very, very enjoyable. And in fact, I'm going to take a little sip of this. Let me grab my glass right here. Perfect. I'm going to pour that in just a little bit because I'm going to be doing some tasting of some other nice Jack. Say cheers. Mm. Boy, that is smooth. Jack Daniels, Gentleman Jack. Nice accompaniment to my Nat Sherman. 1930. Fantastic. And by the way, lieutenants, in the next hour, for the entire hour, special guest, 
Chris Fletcher, the assistant master distiller of Jack Daniels Distillery in Litchburg, Tennessee, will be joining us. We'll be talking about some of their new spirits, including their highly touted Jack Daniels single barrel rye. I cannot wait to taste it. Just released. I hear great things. Rye usually are pretty, uh, a lot of flavor, a lot of, a lot of sharpness to it. But my understanding is it's very, very smooth, like every Jack Daniels spirit. So Chris will be joining us, and very interesting. His grandfather was named the master distiller at Jack Daniels, the fifth master distiller in Jack Daniels history. Back on January 2nd, 1957, Chris was named the assistant master distiller on January 2nd, 2014, 57 years later. So we will speak with Chris. I had the opportunity the end of September to spend a day with Jeff Arnett, the master distiller of Jack Daniels, selecting the barrel that we sold through ABC Wine and Spirits in the in the state of Florida. Just an incredible experience. So we will talk with Chris and taste some great Jack Daniels spirits. Last Saturday evening, it was my pleasure and honored to attend uh, the grand opening of the new Davidoff Cigar Lounge in the Cigar City of Tampa in the West Shore Business District, about five minutes from Tampa International Airport in the MetWest uh, Plaza, MetWest Center. Just a delight, about five 600 people in attendance. As you walked in, they gave you a Davidoff Tampa cigar, nice, mild, creamy cigar. We've talked about it with Jeff Borshowitz on the show before. Jeff and his wife, Tanya, the owners of Corona Cigar in Orlando, opened up the Davidoff Cigar Lounge in Tampa, 5,000 square feet of cigar paradise, and uh, spent uh, uh, the evening with Jeff and uh, with Tanya, as well as uh, some of the great people that came in. Avo Uvesian from Avo made the trip from Orlando. He had just gotten back from the Dominican Republic the night before from the uh, Dominican Pro-Dominican Cigar Festival. And here Avo is, going to be 91 years old, and came from Orlando to Tampa to be in attendance, and it was great. Jim Young, the president of Davidoff, Rich Krudick, their brand manager, Dylan Austin, who oversees the Avo and Camacho uh, brands, all in attendance. Very lovely evening, very uh, filled with great spirits, great cigars, and a lot of great camaraderie. So if you're in the cigar city of Tampa and you've got a layover at Tampa International or you're looking for a great place to have a cigar, it is uh, a magnificent place. Huge selection. Every cigar you can imagine they have, and they have a selection of spirits that is incredible. In fact, we're going to post a picture. The first locker was given to me before it even opened up. Uh, Jeff said, General, we've got Locker 1A reserved for you, and they officially made the announcement, and they had the everybody received uh, their locker, and the plaques were installed. So I'll send you a picture of me standing next to Locker 1A. So when you visit the Davidoff Cigar Lounge, you may visit. You may touch the locker, but you may not take what's in the locker because it is, of course, fine cigars and maybe a couple of very rare fine spirits. But it is under lock and key, so don't even think about getting into this five-stars locker. Lieutenants, when we come back, we'll tell you about a couple of new cigars coming out from Casa Durant and Davidoff. And, of course, we'll uh, venture into some other areas because, as you know, when I want to pontificate and spout off, nothing holds me back, and i got a couple of items that I want to get into. We'll continue right around the corner, front and center, on The Cigar Dave Show. The General is now on Instagram. Follow him for pictures of the latest cigars, libations, and what he's enjoying during the show. (laughs) That could be interesting, and we'll have to block out some faces. Go to Instagram and search Cigar Day. 
this difficult and challenging time when the government is trying to outlaw premium cigars and take away the art form of enjoying a beautiful cigar, we decided to introduce our brand called Prohibition. This cigar is going to be the bootlegger's dream. A gorgeous cigar made in Esteli, Nicaragua, triple cap, using a broadleaf wrapper and a Mexican wrapper from the San Andreas Valley. It's got Nicaraguan tobaccos from the Nicaraguan valleys of Esteli and Jalapa. It's rich, it's complex, it's got some spice, some white pepper, and a ton of sweetness. Full of flavor, this cigar is one that you're going to want to enjoy, and you're going to bootleg. And that's why it's called Prohibition. Enjoy it. I promise you're going to love it. In the fertile fields of the Connecticut River Valley, there is still one cigar brand who grows their own Connecticut shade wrappers. Monte Cristo. Prized for its unique silky texture, this exquisite tobacco has now been used to craft a cigar worthy of its name, the Monte Cristo White Vintage Connecticut. Building on the legacy of the beloved Monte Cristo White Series, this excellent medium to full-bodied cigar is rich, flavorful, and complex. Crafted with only the finest vintage 2008 wrapper leaves, the Monte Cristo White Vintage Connecticut cigar has subtle notes of spices, vanilla, and hazelnuts. Packaged in a gorgeous handcrafted box, these exceptional cigars are available now at your local tobacconist. Pick up a Monte Cristo White Vintage today and experience the spirit of the valley. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat, even if you do not inhale. And now the time has come for me to light my panatella cigars. I've smoked them all, a connoisseur, a classy fella. Frankie Sumatra and the Cigar Dave Lounge Singers. That's always full. I'll grab a stick just for the highway. And now, when I smoke this, I let it my way. Regrets, I've got not one. And if I did, it wouldn't matter. I smoke fresh Dominicans, Honduran Phil, Sumatra wrapper. I plan each cherished smoke and every step in the lighting ceremony. So now, when I smoke this, I lit it my way Yes, there were times I felt askew My cutter was lost I had nothing to use But through it all And without doubt I bit the end And to spit it out I faced it 
The great Frankie Sumatra and the Cigar Dave Lounge Singers, and only appropriate since uh, as where I am conducting broadcast maneuvers from today at Breakthrough Beverage, their Cigar City, Florida headquarters, in their bar area to my right, a great picture that we will tweet out and post on Facebook and uh, CigarDave.com of the great Francis Albert Sinatra. Sammy Davis Jr., Dean Martin, clad in their tuxedos with Frank pouring Jack Daniels for everyone. From Vegas, very appropriate. So on this day where I'm sitting next to the great alpha males of all time, the Rat Pack, appropriate that we do a little parody of my way. But I lit it my way. All right, lieutenants, uh, in our remaining moments, a couple of items I would like to get to. As you know, yes, we talk about cigar spirits, alpha male good life maneuvers, but every so often something comes my way, and you know my feelings on the trial pimps. Well, this is a classic. Subway, as in Subway footlong sandwiches, Subway restaurants, a class action suit was filed against Subway in 2013 after an Australian teenager posted an image of his sandwich on Facebook that was not a full 12 inches. It was only 11 inches. And ladies, as we know, that extra inch matters. Now, in and of itself, I'd say, okay, it's not like they're trying to rip anybody off because the way that they send their bread, it's actually uh, pre-done and the, the local restaurant has to stretch it out. So it's the correct amount of weight, but there could be variations. It's like a hand rolled cigar. You're going to have some variations. Well, after the national media attention, the New York Post wrote that it found four out of seven footlongs it purchased in New York measuring only 11 or 11 and a half inches. This is a travesty. So what do they do? Let's get the trial pimps. Let's get the lawyers involved. Let's get them to sue Subway. Well, Subway gets sued. Lynn Edelman, judge for the U.S. District Court Eastern District of Wisconsin, which oversaw the case, gave final approval of a settlement, saying the plaintiff's attorneys realized their claims were quite weak after an initial mediation session. Instead of trying to get class certification, they wanted to file a class action suit. Class certification for monetary damages. The plaintiffs decided to focus on injunctive relief in uh, in requiring Subway restaurants to ensure its sandwiches are at least 12 inches. So what's the settlement? Subway agreed to institute practices for at least four years to ensure its bread is at least 12 inches long. And here's the kicker. The judge approved attorney's fees in the amount of $520,000, over a half a million dollars in attorney's fees over a lousy inch. But the 10 individuals who were representatives of the class, how much did they get? They each got $500, a total of $5,000 for the 10 individuals who were supposedly harmed, but $520,000 for the scumbag trial pimp attorneys. And no monetary claims were awarded to potential members of the class. So once again, you have a, a, you always hear about the Wall Street banks, about how the theft that goes on. What we're seeing in this country is a theft, a theft from legitimate businesses here is a fraudulent suit, a just a scandalous suit over something so innocuous as a half an inch or an inch on bread 
The weight of the bread is the same, but instead of 11 inches or 12 inches, it's stretched only out to 11 inches. And again, in every single baking process, when you have a human element involved, you're going to have variations. No two are exactly alike. But the attorney scumbags get a half a million dollars in attorney's fees and a total of 5000 for the supposed 10 people who were injured as a result of Subway skimping them on an inch. It is absurd. And if anybody goes after, we hear all these people that Hillary Clinton and Bernie, Sa- Bernie Sanders saying, the billionaires, the gazillionaires of the Wall Street banks, we must go after them. What they are doing is fraudulent. They are stealing from the American public. No, the people that are stealing are the trial pimps, these scumbag attorneys, the lowest life of, of creatures in the legal profession that will sue at anything. How? What a joke. Suing over an inch of bread. And that's worth a half a million dollars, 520 grand to these attorneys? That is obscene. The judge should have thrown it out and said, we'll give the 10 people five grand. To you attorneys, you skis balls, go screw yourselves. You get nothing. Now, speaking of someone who gets nothing, Melissa Harris-Perry of PMS or BSNBC, she has that Saturday and Sunday show. You'll recall she's the person that during an interview with the former attorney general said to him, you know, here at the, at the MHP show, we say you have the personality. You're so calm like a duck. Will you quack for us? She asked Eric Holder if he would quack. Who's the quack in the whole interview process? She is a nutcase. And then during a discussion, when one of her guests talks about hard work, she says, let me just stop you there with her patented lift. Let me stop you right there. The almost sounds like Daffy Duck. Let me stop you right there. When you use the word hard work, that's code for slavery. That's, that's code word for slavery. Being on the plantation, it, it, it reminds me of that. And I'm thinking to myself, are you kidding? Now hard work is racist? Give me a break. Even the guest who was black said, what are you talking about? You've got to be a nutcase. And she is a nutcase. Well, there's a big story going on in the United States called the presidential elections. Big primaries the last few weeks. And contrary to what Melissa Harris-Perry thinks, she isn't bigger than a presidential election. So for the last two, three weeks, her show has been preempted. So she wrote an email to coworkers saying that her show had been taken away from her, that she felt worthless in the eyes of NBC News executives. Trust me, she's worthless to everyone in America. And she says, our show was taken without comment or discussion or notice in the midst of an election season. Yes, you dingling, in the midst of a presidential election. She said, after four years of building an audience, developing a brand, and developing trust with our viewers, we were effectively and utterly silenced. She goes, I love our show. I will not be used as a tool for their purposes. I'm not a token mammy or little brown bobblehead. I love our show. I want it back. You want it back, sweetheart? The network owns the network. Comcast, a publicly traded company, owns MSNBC and NBC. You are an employee. You do not have a right to do a show. And in case you haven't noticed, the presidential election is far more important than you are. Unreal. What did NBC News? They let her go. She is out the door. Adios. Don't let her ass. Don't let the door hit her in the ass absolute wackadoodle. Lieutenant's Hour number 2 will be joined by Chris Fletcher, assistant master distiller 
of Jack Daniels Distillery, Lynchburg, Tennessee. We'll be sampling some great Jack Daniels. We'll be talking Jack Daniels. Can't wait to get a hold of the Jack Daniels single barrel rye. And also want to send out a special shout-out to Lieutenant Gary, Mrs. Harvam 1 at the GOP Lounge. Big fundraiser tonight. Wish I could be there, but I know they will have a great, successful event. Cigar Dave Officers Club members receive fantastic selections the first quarter of 2016, beginning with the January 2016 selection of Perla Del Mar Cigars by J.C. Newman. In February, the Rocky Patel Royale Cigars were featured, and coming in March, the E.P. Carillo New Wave Reserva. Get the latest and greatest in the world of cigars shipped right to your mailbox. Go to CigarDave.com now and join the Officers Club. This is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the Cigar City of Tampa, Florida, U.S.A. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. Well, my Nat Sherman 1930 cigar is properly lit, certainly enjoying that. And talking about libations, well, in the first hour, you know that I started with a little bit of Jack Daniels Gentleman Jack Double Mellow Tennessee Whiskey. And I also mentioned the very first segment as we began today's edition of the Cigar Dave Show that I was accompanied by three supreme alpha males. To my right, in an incredible picture from Jack Daniels, it is a picture of the Rat Pack. Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, Sammy Davis Jr., all in tuxedos with Frank Sinatra pouring a bottle of Jack Daniels. Back in Vegas in the day, so we're accompanied by alpha male greatness, and we're accompanied by master distiller greatness, because our special guest this hour, Chris Flesher, the associate Master Distiller, Jack Daniels Distillery, Lynchburg, Tennessee. And we welcome you back, Lieutenants, hour number two of the Cigar Dave Show. Don't forget to uh, check out all the info at CigarDave.com. Follow us at Twitter as well as Facebook. Just go to CigarDave.com and you'll see the links where you can follow us because throughout this hour we will be tweeting out and posting numerous pictures of some of the great spirits that we'll be enjoying. And first up, Chris, it is a pleasure to have you uh, here on the Cigar Dave Show. You're visiting the Cigar City, and we are coming today from Breakthrough Beverage uh, in the Cigar City, the the Florida distributor for Jack Daniels. And I had the opportunity to visit the distillery back on September 30th of 2015, so just about four or five months ago. Unfortunately, I missed you. You were gone that day. I was. I was out of town that day. I'm sorry I missed you. But uh, Jeff Arnett, the master distiller, uh, was extremely hospitable. We had a great time, and I spent uh, about uh, half a day not only touring the fact or the plant, but also tasting about 30 different barrels of Jack Daniels that he selected. We narrowed it down to three, then we narrowed it down to one, and that was the special Cigar Dave uh, Alpha Male, certified Alpha Male Jack Daniels uh, single barrel edition that uh, sold extremely well through ABC Fine Wines and Spirits 
in the state of Florida. So it was really fascinating. And Chris, you have a very unique history with Jack Daniels because you share something very special with your grandfather. I do. Yeah, my grandfather was actually the fifth master distiller. Uh, and of course, now I work for Jeff Arnett, who is our seventh master distiller. I'm sorry. Uh, and uh, you know, growing up as a as a young fellow, I was around the distillery uh, quite a bit with my grandfather, and uh, so it is a special thing now to uh, be working with Jeff. Uh, my grandfather retired in 1989, but I've got his old wooden desk in my office, and so it's a neat thing to be able to go to work every day there. And that is incredible. So he started as the master distiller January 2nd, 1957. 57 years later, on January 2nd, 2014, you start as the assistant master distiller. And uh, obviously, you start out as the assistant or associate, and then eventually you work your way up. But with only seven total master distillers in Jack Daniels' history, not a lot of turnover in the master distiller uh, position. No, that's right. Um, in, in fact, yeah, only seven. Jeff is the seventh now in 150 years. We've been making whiskey for 150 years there in Lynchburg since Jack started himself. Um, so it's very low turnover. Uh, but, you know, Lynchburg is a is a unique place. And, you know, there's a lot of families that really make the product what it is. It's not just Jeff or myself. Uh, we get a lot of the credit, but you know what? We have expert whiskey makers and families in all areas of our operation. Well, it's not just an incredible family culture, as you mentioned, but I'm not sure if it's being able to taste all that great Jack Daniels whiskey every day or eat at Miss Mary Bobo's every day uh, that people don't want to leave as master distiller. But either, either of the two, you cannot go wrong. And Lynchburg is just so quaint. Dan O'Connor from Breakthrough Beverage uh, and I went up, spent the day, and we had the opportunity to eat at Miss Mary Bobo's and tour the distillery. The hospitality was just incredible. And it really is a fascinating place. There is so much history there. Uh, and the grounds are uh, just very picturesque and serene. And I love the stream where you go. There's a statue of Jack Daniel. Mm-hmm. And you can actually see that's the water stream. That's where it all begins. That's right. That's why Jack picked the Cave Spring Hollow there to make his whiskey back in 1866. Uh, he, was, he was a teenager making his own product, marketing, selling his own product. And he found that Cave Spring water source there. Because if you think about it, back in the 1800s, one of the most difficult things to find was a good source of clean water. So when he found the spring there with the water coming up from underground, that's where he set up his still, and we still use that same exact water source today to make our whiskey. What is so unique about that that water source? Well, there's a couple of things. Um, One of the things is it's nice and cold because it comes from deep underground. We've traced it down to about a mile deep into the hill there, Um, and at that point it's literally coming up from an underground aquifer. Um, So it stays at 56 degrees all year round. In Tennessee, it gets very hot in the summer, but that cave still flows out nice, cool, clean water. Uh, And then the other thing, it has a lot of mineral content. Um, You know, the southeastern U.S., sits on a huge bed of limestone. Tennessee is no different. Um, And so that limestone, it filters all of our groundwater. Um, So while it contributes a lot of calcium and other minerals that are very good for making whiskey, um, it does also filter out iron. And iron is very bad for any alcohol, certainly bad for whiskey, because it will actually react with alcohol and turn it black and turn it very bitter. So we don't want any iron in there. And by having that natural iron-free water source, it's perfect to make whiskey. Yeah, here in the in the uh, sunshine state of Florida, we have a lot of iron in the water, and the water is not great here. And you it you see what it does to pipes down here. I can only imagine what it would do to a uh, distilled uh, distilled uh, uh, libation like uh, like whiskey or or bourbon. But let's talk about the the history of Jack Daniel because it really when you when I walk through the the distillery and walk through Jack Daniel's office. 
you really get a sense that here's somebody that way back when he started the company, 100 and was 157 years ago, you said? 150. 150 mm-hmm. years ago. And to think of what it has become today, no way in a million years would he ever think about it. It was a very small operation, but kept growing and growing and growing and still growing. It did, yes. I mean, Jack started out on his own, um, you know, about 1866 is when he was officially on his own making his own whiskey. And we were a very, very small brand, just a, a little regional brand. He was, you know, basically doing all the, the selling and everything. And, uh, you know, then, of course, Prohibition hit. Uh, you know, it ran in Tennessee. It ran all the way until 1938. So we didn't make any whiskey at all during Prohibition in Tennessee. But uh, I thought there were there were dispensations for medicinal purposes. There were, but we didn't have one. Um, ah, we, Jack Daniels did not have one. No, we did not have the medicinal whiskey permit. We actually, of course, Jack had passed away at the time, and he left the distillery to his nephew, Lim Montlow. Okay, so Lim... Uh, you know, was basically trading in mules. He ran the hardware store. He was eventually uh, elected to the state Congress. And so when Prohibition was finally repealed in Tennessee in 1938, it was Mr. Lim Montlow that we can thank for getting our permit reopened so we could actually produce whiskey in Moore County because Moore County still to this day is a dry county. There are no bars. There are no spirit sales. Um, that you can go in and, and buy a bottle or buy a drink of Jack Daniels at Allenmore County. Which is absolutely incredible to me, that one of the world's foremost distilleries making probably the foremost, certainly the most recognizable whiskey, I think, in the world, you can't legally purchase it. Now, you can sample it on the distillery yes. property, mm-hmm. which yeah. we did in, right. in ample amounts, which right. was good. But it is incredible to me that it is a dry county. It's like uh, being back in the uh, third century. Right. Well, you know, it's one of those laws that was kind of written in um, to the Tennessee codes there. And you have to have, I think it's around 7,000 registered voters that live within uh, the uh, county seat city. And right now the total population, obviously more than registered voters, the total population of Lynchburg is 600. So we got a long way to go before we would even be able to uh, have a vote to vote it back wet. But, you know, that part of the country, very conservative, kind of in the Bible Belt. Uh, and, and I think folks probably wouldn't want it anyway, to tell you the truth. So. Well, 600 residents, but I'll tell you, I think there were at least double that that were touring the distillery while we were there. It was quite the busy place. And the buses that were coming in and people from around the world, absolutely incredible. Yeah, it really is. We're very fortunate. You know, our brand is is now sold in 165 countries or more now. Um, you know, we we are the premier premium whiskey maker in the world. Uh, the the black label, old number seven. Um, there's no one single uh, label of premium whiskey that sells any more than that one does. So we're very fortunate. And you know, we're looking at the picture of the Rat Pack with Frank Sinatra, and it's interesting because Jackie Gleason. Big star at the time introduced Frank Sinatra to Jack Daniels. It was a boutique spirit at the time. Absolutely. And I cannot remember there was a salesperson's name, and I know Dan O'Connor would remember, uh, who Sinatra used to always call to get his Jack Daniels. I can't remember his name. Angelo Lucchese. Angelo Lucchese. He from was Memphis. kind of your, from Memphis, he was like your regional, I guess, salesperson. He was. Angelo was uh, one of the most special people ever to be associated with Jack Daniels. Um, 
who was a great friend of my grandfather's and my grandmother's, and of course I was fortunate enough to know Angelo as well. He was the first ever salesman um, that Jack Daniels hired. And if you think about it, you know, during during his tenure back then, you know, in the 40s, 50s, 60s, our, our product was on an allocation system. We were on allocation in every single state in the country from 1938 when Prohibition was repealed until almost 1980. So over 40 years, we could only sell as much as we could possibly make that we were on allocation. So we were a very small brand back then, and it was because of people like Angelo Lucchese that our brands had grown to what it is. And I can only envision Frank Sinatra calling up Angelo Lucchese, the chairman of the board, calling and saying, Angelo, chairman of the board here, Mm -hmm. listen, sweetheart. I need a case of Jack, baby. Send it over to Vegas, to the Sands. That's right. And that's probably how it was. That's probably exactly how it was. You know, Angelo, I've, I've heard him tell many stories. And, uh, you know, he and Mr. Sinatra certainly hit it off, both Italian-Americans. Uh, and Angelo was just such a great personality. And it's, I, I never never met Mr. Sinatra, but I imagine he had the same type of persona. So I'm sure those two were very close, very good friends. No doubt about it. And it's very interesting. And we will post this because on the uh, smokinggun.com, they list all the different contracts that performers have, different riders, what they need in their in their. Uh, in their dressing room, uh, from towels to phones. to And today you, you see that these contract writers are 30 pages. You know, red M&Ms, I've got to have uh, six glasses. Sinatra's was very simple. He wanted a direct outbound dialing phone because there was no cell phones at the time. Mm-hmm. He wanted six hand towels. He wanted a bucket of ice, four glasses, and a bottle of Jack. There you go. And some water. That was it. <laughs> I mean, no, no fancy, you know, that was it. It was like one page. Uh, and, and I can just see Frank Sinatra doing that before and after the performance. Uh, some great history there. We are talking with Chris Fletcher, the assistant master distiller of Jack Daniels Distillery. He's joining us today here in the Cigar City. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit further about the Jack Daniels unique Tennessee whiskey process. Then we'll get into sampling some of the new Jack Daniels products that are now out. I'm looking at uh, three of them. And I am salivating. Cannot wait to taste them. I started off with the Gentleman Jack, but we're going to be doing a round of tasting with three or four other Jack Daniels spirits as we continue front and center and join the good life on The Cigar Dave Show. You, you need to add some alpha to your Facebook news feed. By following The General, you'll get the latest intel in the world of cigars, info on the show each week, and see what The General is smoking. Click like at Facebook.com slash Cigar Dave. This is Rocky Patel. I'm here with my brother Nish and my cousin Nimish, and we're talking cigars. Guess what? They want me to vote on what my favorite cigar is. It's tough, but I'm going to go with the Decade. I love it. It's rich, decadent, and smooth. Rocky, you know what? The Decade's a great cigar, but the 15th anniversary, that's the cigar. That celebrated your 15 years in business, and I got to tell you, it's my favorite. You know what, Nish and Rocky, you both are wrong. The best cigar is Freedom by Rocky Patel. This cigar delivers a lot of spice, a lot of flavor, and in my opinion, it's the best cigar we make. As usual, we can't agree, but guess what? There's a great cigar for everyone. I promise you, nobody works harder than we do to make you a great quality cigar. Come visit us at RockyPatel.com. Surgeon General Warning. Cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. 
The brand-new Cigar Dave mobile app for both iPhone and Android devices is finally out. If you go right now either to the iTunes Store or the Google Play Store, search for Cigar Dave and download our brand-new app. It allows you to listen to the show live on your mobile device. You can listen to all of our podcasts. The last 10 podcasts are always available, Cigar Dave Daily Briefings. Additionally, it gives you direct access within the app to our Twitter page, our Facebook page. We also have the ability for you to call the show during the show right from the app, as well as send me a text message and an email. We also put in a couple of bonus items. You can get a weather uh, uh, alert as well as an alarm clock. It is the brand-new Cigar Dave mobile app. You can listen to the Cigar Dave show anytime, any place, anywhere. Go right now to the iTunes Store or Google Play Store and download the brand-new Cigar Dave mobile app. The journey of Jarguera began with a very special yet delicate Cuban seed. The Grupo de Maestros took their rare tobacco to the privileged farmlands of western Honduras, where they began a five-year program to combine its sweet flavors and distinctively aromatic qualities with the robustness of Criollo 98. The result was Jarguera, a genetic hybrid tobacco containing the best qualities of each. Grown on a single state containing rich soil and ideal weather conditions, Jarguera features flavors of coffee and chocolate with hints of nutmeg and cinnamon. Shade and sun-grown versions of this exceptional tobacco are now used exclusively in one cigar. Jarguera H. Upman. Experience Jarguera H. Upman. Now at your local tobacconist and visit jarguera.com to learn more. Surgeon General Warning. Cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. For your comfort and convenience, the general has turned on the No Pleasure Police sign. You may now feel free to enjoy the good life. And we welcome you back, lieutenants, as we are enjoying, of course, the alpha male good life. Today, talking Jack Daniels. Chris Fletcher, the assistant master distiller, front and center. And as we mentioned before, his grandfather was the fifth distiller in Jack Daniels' history. Started January 2nd, 1957. And Chris started as the assistant master distiller 57 years later, January 2nd, 2014. Interesting bit of history there. And Chris, when we talk about whiskey, bourbon, Tennessee whiskey, there is a difference with Tennessee whiskey compared to bourbon whiskey. It starts off with relatively the same ingredients, Mm -hmm. but there's a process that only occurs in Tennessee. That's right. Yeah, uh, we actually, in Tennessee, to to qualify as a Tennessee whiskey, as defined by the state of Tennessee, uh, basically you make bourbon in the front part of the process. So you're using mostly corn. Uh, you know, you're distilling it into whiskey, uh, not to exceed 160 proof. That's the maximum. Uh, we distill our whiskey at 140 proof. And at that point, that clear whiskey, if we put it into one of our barrels, it would it would qualify as bourbon. It would have to be bourbon. But there's one step that bourbon makers don't do. Um, they choose not to. But we still charcoal mellow our whiskey. And, um, you know, basically that was a process that, that Jack Daniel did not invent. It, it really goes back to some of the heritage of whiskey making in Tennessee uh, back decades ago. If you think about a lot of the whiskey was sold 
clear right off the still, um, you know, because barrels were very hard to get your hands on in those days. And so if you had some process to smooth your whiskey or soften that whiskey out, you had a premium product. You could charge more money. That's how Jack learned how to make whiskey, by filtering or mellowing the whiskey, dripping it down slowly through firmly packed charcoal made from sugar maple trees that grow there around in the area. Uh, we make our own charcoal at the distillery. We have three full-time guys that are making our charcoal for us, and we're dripping slowly, mellowing that whiskey through that charcoal. And what that does, charcoal is a natural filter. So it's going to pull out a lot of the grainy flavors, you know, heavy corn notes that you get from a corn-based whiskey. It's going to remove that and allow the natural kind of sweetness of the whiskey to come out. And so that's what we still do today. Uh, with our Jack Daniels Tennessee whiskey. And that's the only difference between bourbon and Tennessee whiskey. Well, and it's interesting because we saw the, the ricks of maple, sugar maple wood, and how they actually create the charcoal. They put them all in a big pile. They've mm -hmm. got a, I think a rick house is what they call it. Mm -hmm. And uh, you actually take barrel-proof Jack Daniels, mm -hmm. because I sampled it to prove that it was indeed, I think, what, 140, 150 proof, something like that? Yeah, it'll get up there, but 140. And, and, and that's, that's your, your, your lighter fluid. You, you put that on there, and you light it, and it, be, it burns and becomes charcoal. And then you, you chop it up, and you put it in these big vats, and it's incredible. And I didn't realize because, again, corn, you get the corn oil. There's corn oils in there, yeah. and that helps remove that oil. So when you taste regular bourbon and then Jack Daniels, you do notice a difference. You don't have that... That slick corn oil type of, of feeling on the on the palate, mm -hmm. so it's very fascinating. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know, that's it's fine. You know, some some people like that corn flavor in their products. It's not necessarily a bad thing, but it is different. You're right. I think Jack Daniels. Most people, um, you know, if you have a cocktail with Jack Daniels in it, it does it does change it. It sticks out. People are adamant they want that Jack Daniels whiskey. Um, and if you try to fool them and put a bourbon in there, they're going to taste that difference. And that difference is very much due to charcoal mellowing. Well, Jack Daniels, I I believe is the number one selling whiskey in the world, correct? Yeah, the old number seven black label is the number one premium whiskey sold in the world. And that comes out, and so after it comes out of the barrel, correction, before it goes into the barrel, you bring it through the charcoal mellowing process. Right, it's still clear whiskey at that clear, point. Correct. Then it goes into the barrel and ages. Now with Jack Daniels Gentleman Jack, after it comes out of the barrel, mm -hmm. then you put it through a second charcoal mellowing process. Then it's bottled, so it's double mellowed. Right, exactly. The Gentleman Jack gets twice mellowed. And we don't put it back through the full 10 feet because, see, charcoal is a filter. Think of it like a sponge. It will absorb, and it could actually absorb color and flavor from the barrel. And we don't want to strip it of all of that color and flavor just a little bit. So only three feet of charcoal for Gentleman Jack. So that's the biggest time. question. People say, what's the difference between Jack Daniels and Gentleman Jack? It's the second mellowing process. Right. And Gentleman Jacks, certainly, you do notice the difference. You do a side-by-side -side tasting. Both are very smooth. But Gentleman Jack, just a little bit more refined, I think, if you want to just put it in a snifter straight mm -hmm. up and uh, have it almost like a cognac. I agree. Chris Fletcher, the assistant master distiller of Jack Daniels, is our guest when we come back. We will get into tasting some of the new Jack Daniels whiskeys that are being released. Plus, I think I'm going to have to take a sample of the Jack Daniels Sinatra Select that I'm looking at right here. You can never go wrong with anything that says Jack Daniels and Sinatra as we continue front and center right around the corner. 
March selection for the Cigar Dave Officers Club is New Wave Reserva from E.P. Carrillo. This cigar is medium-bodied, rich and creamy, with an earthy sweetness that finishes with wood tones on the palate. New Wave Reserva from E.P. Carrillo has an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper, Connecticut broadleaf binder, and fillers from Nicaragua and the Dominican Republic. It's easy to join the Officers Club to have these cigars shipped directly to you. Just log on to CigarDave.com. Okay, people, we've just been awarded the Brickhouse Ad Account. Now, this cigar was named Best Bargain Cigar of 2009 by Cigar Aficionado, got a 91 rating, plus it's the hottest cigar on the market. So, we need an award-winning slogan. He's a brick. How? What about it's not your grandfather's cigar? Ah, it's been done. Next? How about good to the last draw? Ah, something original, people. You deserve a brick today? Who are you? Do you even work here? Excuse me, sir. Am I to understand that every Brickhouse cigar is built with all the flavor and quality of the premium cigars of yesteryear? Yesteryear? Really? That's right, Bixby. But yet costs around five bucks each. Indeed. Well, sir, people don't really need a slogan. They don't? No, sir. Then what do they need? Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Genius! Meet the perfect cigar to share with friends. Brickhouse by J.C. Newman. Handmade in Nicaragua with a fine Havana Subido wrapper. Brickhouse starts out earthy and crisp and burns well-rounded and smooth. Nothing stands the test of a good time like a Brickhouse. For more, visit BrickhouseCigars.com. Cigar Dave Officers Club members receive fantastic selections the first quarter of 2016, beginning with the January 2016 selection of Perla Del Mar cigars by J.C. Newman. In February, the Rocky Patel Royale cigars were featured, and coming in March, the E.P. Carillo New Wave Reserva. Get the latest and greatest in the world of cigars shipped right to your mailbox. Go to CigarDave.com now and join the Officers Club. Alpha Male Pleasure Maneuvers are now in progress. Please enjoy the Cigar Dave experience. Alpha Male Maneuvers, Pleasure Maneuvers always include a fine libation. Jack Daniels, our libation of choice, started off with some Jack Daniels Gentleman Jack during the litation and libation ceremony. And our guest has provided, has brought a couple of new Jack Daniels offerings that we will get to momentarily. Chris Fletcher, the assistant master distiller of Jack Daniels. Chris, when we talked, when I was up at the distillery, I I found it really fascinating when we had the opportunity to go into the barrel houses. Mm -hmm. And within about 50 yards, as soon as we got out of the car, we could smell the sweetness of the the Tennessee whiskey of the Jack Daniels. It was incredible. And these barrel houses are nothing. There is no state of the art. They're good old-fashioned barrel houses. They're about, what, maybe three, four stories. You roll up the barrels. Mm-hmm. There's no fancy conveyor belts or anything. It's, it's very low-tech. And you have a couple hundred of these around 
the distillery, if I'm not mistaken. We have 87. 87. Yeah, 87 warehouses, um, all all full of barrels, and uh, they range anywhere from nine stories high uh, to our smallest is only three stories. Uh, I think we were at the three story. Okay. Three or four, but it was incredible. I mean, as soon as we got out of the car, we could smell it, and then when you get in, it's dark. It's it's uh, various like microclimates within the the barrel house. You know, you can see how they roll over the barrels on these. Almost looks like little train tracks, little mm-hmm. uh, rails. Just really an incredible process uh, how they do that, and uh, nothing high tech about it. No, not really. Uh, in fact, there's even a plumb bob in the, in the corner of, of each, each warehouse that tells us. You know, as we stack barrels in, we don't want to. If we stack them all in on one side, right? Literally, the whole house will start to lean and shift. So we have to enter barrels in in equal amounts from side to side and make sure the plumb bob stays centered. Uh, and that's how we make sure that the integrity of the structure stays the same because it's just oak uh, beams and things that, that are called ricks, which are the rows of the barrels um, that the barrels will literally rest in. And Mother Nature, as it gets hot in the summer, will warm those barrels up. That will extract color and flavor from the wood of the barrel. And then as it gets cold in the winter, the, the whiskey will then come in out of the pores of the wood and bring that, that color back out with it. So as the hot and cold changes... That's where the color and the flavor of the whiskey comes from. And because the there's even microclimates within the 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 rickhouse, what's the correct term? The the aging rickhouse is fine. Barrel rickhouse? house. Barrel house. Most people would say barrel house. Barrel house. You can have a barrel that's on one end, another one that's five ten feet away, another that's four feet away, and they're going to have different flavor profiles. And and I learned when we did the tasting with. With master distiller Jeff Arnett going through all these different uh, uh, Jack Daniels single barrels, and they always select from the top two rows of the barrel house mm-hmm. because that's the most intense flavor. And what was interesting is we narrowed it down to three. I think the first two were within about ten feet of each other. Another one was a little bit further down on the on the row below. Every single one had a different taste. Mm-hmm. Because, again, when the barrels are charred, it's a handmade process. No two are exactly alike. The heat, the cool, the cold, they're both different. And the one that I selected was a little bit less oaky, but nice, uh, I think, caramel, maple-y entry. Very, very smooth. Whereas Mm -hmm. some of the other ones that we tried, definitely a sharper oakiness to it. Sure. Uh, And that's what's fascinating is that, again, three barrels – all within close proximity, but three different flavors. But one of the things that you have to do when you're when you are blending your regular Jack Daniels number seven is you have to have consistency. Right. So you don't use a single barrel. You use what about forty different barrels to create that consistency? Yeah, yeah, or a little more. You know, maybe about a hundred or so. Um, you know, what we're looking for is to create that consistent uh, middle of the warehouse type profile. So we'll take some from the top, some from the bottom, mix them together and to get that consistent flavor exactly for old number seven. Um, But with single barrel whiskey and our Jack Daniels single barrel products, we actually put the barrel number on each bottle on the neck. That way, uh, you know, you can go into your favorite store, you pick a, a bottle up, and you can see that barrel number if you love it. Go back to the store, try to find the same number. If you can find it. If you can find it, yeah. But, you know, I think that's that's kind of the fun part of single barrel whiskeys is you're getting the different flavors that are created by Mother Nature. And it's a much more intense flavor, more intense, much more warmth. It is uh, definitely a a more intense experience all the way around. And, 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 you know, some people can water it down, but I think when you do select a single barrel, part of it, the tasting, I think, is being able to really appreciate 
the nuances and the uniqueness. So to water it down or to use it in a cocktail uh, defeats the purpose. <laughs> well, you know, I think um, I think anybody, when you're trying a whiskey, should always try it right out of the bottle and right. see what the distiller actually put in that bottle, right? Um, and, and try it neat, just like what you say. Um, but, you know, some people like it with a couple of cubes of ice. You know, Mr. Sinatra, a couple of ice cubes and a splash of water, and that was his drink. So. Splash of branch. Now, what I like to do is use the large, uh, I call them like the pre-prohibition ice blocks mm-hmm. because it melts very slowly and doesn't really dilute. It keeps it chilled, but it doesn't really dilute the whiskey uh, that much, but it's a. I just find it a very unique, and a lot of the mixologists you see at some of these cool craft cocktail bars use those, right. and it's a very uh, unique way to do it. Whereas if you use the small little uh, cubes, they can melt a little too quickly. Right, I agree. I, I'm a big fan of the of the large uh, ice spheres and also the big cubes because they do melt slowly, and so you have that subtle dilution of the whiskey um, and a little bit of the chilling. And I I really enjoy that. I think that's a great way to enjoy our products. All right. Well, first thing you have for is the single barrel barrel proof correct mm-hmm. yeah I do yep now we talk barrel proof 140 proof out of the barrel it could be 140 could be 130 um, again mother nature is creating that we put the whiskey into the barrel it's 125 proof uh, comes out of the charcoal it's clear as water at that point charcoal doesn't add any color or any flavor it pulls away remember it's a, it's a filter so um, that 125 proof whiskey will get in that barrel and then as mother nature heats up, cools down, the humidity, the airflow, actually uh, the evaporation on these barrels will be up around 30%. And that's called the angel share. That's the angel share. We're not going to get that back. But what happens when you lose 30% of that liquid, you're concentrating then the flavors that are being extracted from the wood of the barrel. Um, And so what we get with the Jack Daniels single barrel barrel proof is the equivalent of being able to walk into one of our barrel houses and literally drill into the side of a barrel, take a little sample out of there. Um, you know, we've done that from time to time. Jeff, my boss, and I, we get to uh, we get to experience this uh, pretty much any time we would like. And finally, about a year ago, a light bulb went off. And, you know, as much as we love it, you know, why don't we just bottle this up and offer it as a product? So this is literally single-barrel whiskey pulled straight from the barrel, um, hardly any filtration even, just a little bit, just to make sure we don't get any chunks of barrel in the whiskey, um, but no water added. This barrel was actually 132.4 proof. That's what you have there. That I just 132.4, very precise. Right, so you see it's gone up over seven whole proof points. It started at 125. Mother Nature has turned it into 132.4. And just the aroma... Incredibly intense. And you don't have a very alcoholy type of aroma to it. That's one of the big things that, you know, everyone that I taste this product with, they can't believe that at 132 proof, you don't get that that large alcohol burn. Sure, you, you get some alcohol on the palate at 132 proof. There's no way to get around that. But it is not overwhelming. What you get... A lot you of maple lot of to me, some maple, oak. Maple, oak, some spiciness little that citrus. comes through. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, very some nice. Citrus. Well, I will say cheers. Cheers. And we'll take a little sip. Very sharp. Very intense. It very is. flavorful. It is a bold whiskey for sure. It fills Bold, the but not biting. Mouth. Right, exactly. N- nice amount of warmth, but not overpowering. Mm-hmm. Very, very nice. And the one thing I learned with Jeff uh, Arnett, your master distiller, when we were talking, 
is he said just because a whiskey has a higher proof doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be stronger or sharper, mm-hmm. uh, which is interesting because we tried some whiskeys that he had that were about 100 proof, others that were 80, and I found the 80 were a little bit sharper and spicier than right. the 100. Right, exactly. Um, you know, it all depends on the style of whiskey that the distiller is trying to make. Um, you know, so much of that has to do with the barrel itself. You know, the barrel is the number one ingredient in the, in the flavor of the whiskey. When we look at whiskey, 100% of the color of Jack Daniels is all natural from the color of the, from the wood. And then over half of the flavor... Okay, about 60% of the flavor is the barrel itself. So that's the number one ingredient in our whiskey, and that's why we actually make our own barrels at Jack Daniels. We make all our own barrels. We're the only whiskey maker in the world that does that. So we, we would not want to outsource our number one ingredient to the flavor of our whiskey to another company. It doesn't make a lot of sense to us. That's and it's interesting. You put own. it through a special charring process and we a do. special toasting process. We do. We have a proprietary toasting process, which is basically, you know, once that barrel is made, brand new barrels every time. So the barrel goes into, it looks like kind of a big oven, and it's raising the temperature of that barrel up to about 500 degrees. That's toasting the barrel. And so you're starting to slowly caramelize the natural sugars that are in the oak wood. Then it's charred for just a few seconds to to char the inner layer. So when that clear whiskey goes in, it starts to absorb into that nice, sweet, rich, toasted layer. And the Jack Daniels single barrel barrel proof, that also comes from the top end of the barrel house? Exactly. All of our single barrel lineup now, and we have the three different products in our Jack Daniels single barrel portfolio, they're all going to have the traditional single-barrel maturation of only top floor of the barrel house. Our guest is Chris Fletcher, the assistant master distiller of Jack Daniels Distillery, Lynchburg, Tennessee. If you have never been up to the distillery, it's just about an hour and 15 minutes uh, west of Nashville. West, correct? Uh, yeah, kind of south. South, south. Yeah. Okay, it just, but, but very close, easy drive. Very enjoyable. It's worth spending the day there. And uh, the number of people that visit it, if you want to go to Miss Mary Bobo's, which is the boarding house with good old-style southern hospitality and cooking, you need to make a reservation about, what, four months in advance? Yes, on a Saturday, absolutely. If you're there on a weekend, it has to be several months in advance. Several months in advance, although Dan O'Connor got us in in just a matter of days. It was incredible how he pulled that one off. But a great place to go visit. If you're in the Nashville area, Take a day and go over to the Jack Daniels Distillery. Very well worth it. We'll continue with Chris as we sample a couple of other Jack Daniels products, another single barrel select, and their new single barrel rye, which I will get a hold of as the final and concluding segment of this edition of the Cigar Dave Show comes your way next. Never miss a minute of the show when you download the Cigar Dave mobile app for Apple, Android, and Kindle devices. You can listen to our 24-7 continuous stream of the latest show or download the recent podcasts to listen to anytime on your mobile device. Get the Cigar Dave mobile app in the App Store. Search Cigar Dave. In 1964, José O. Padrón began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. 
Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar-making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. America is under attack. Basic freedoms, privileges, and acts that we would normally take for granted are disappearing each day, including the simple ability to enjoy a cigar. This is Glenn Loop, Executive Director of Cigar Rights of America, CRA. At a time when elected officials should be thinking about education, public safety, and creating jobs, they are actually thinking about smoking bans, new taxes, and regulations of historic proportions on premium cigars. The cigars that provide us with pleasure, relaxation, and fellowship are under attack. We have to stop it. That's why Cigar Rights of America was created, to work for a new political day for cigar enthusiasts across America, to roll back restrictive laws and defeat onerous taxes and regulations that impact everyone from your local cigar shop to your personal humidor. For the price of a few great cigars, be a part of this effort to protect your right to enjoy a cigar without excessive taxation and cumbersome legislation. Go to CigarRights.org. Let's tell the government we've had enough. Join now, CigarRights.org. The March Officers Club selection is New Wave Reserva from E.P. Carrillo. Sign up today at CigarDave.com to have these cigars shipped directly to you next month. And I can tell you that E.P. Carrillo New Wave Reserva would go perfectly, perfect accompaniment with some Gentleman Jack. You cannot go wrong. Or the the Sinatra Select. Both great selections to go with that E.P. Carrillo March Officers Club selection. Chris Fletcher, the Assistant Master Distiller, Jack Daniels Distillery, joining us today here on the Cigar Dave Show. And we thank Breakthrough Beverage for allowing us to use their the hospitality, using their incredible bar here in their boardroom. And, Chris, next up we've got the Jack Daniels Single Barrel. Again, comes from the top of the barrel house. Each barrel's a little bit different, more intense flavor. And to me, the best part of going up to the Jack Daniels Distillery the end of September was going through all the different tastings to be able to narrow it down to one that's, that just screamed at me saying, that's the one. There was no yeah. ifs, ands, or buts. <laughs> and I remember what Jeff said. He goes, it'll come to you. It's, it'll just hit you. You'll know. And he was exactly right. Yeah, it's, it's really a lot of fun because with single barrel whiskey, the fun of it is the variation of flavor. Uh, and so barrel to barrel, you do get subtly different flavors, some a little sweeter, some a little oakier. So it really is your personal preference. Well, let's try it up. All right. Let's, let's do the single barrel. And again, every single single barrel is a little bit different. That's right. This is 94 proof. So when the whiskey comes out of the barrel, we'll add a dash of water to get it down to 94 and filter it. Um, and I think at 94 proof, it's really a great balanced uh, profile. Definitely an, a, a wood mustiness to it on the, on the, on the 
nose. Definitely, yeah. You get some yeah. oak, toasted oak, Defin- a yep. hint of smoke. Yep. Ooh. Again, tot- very different flavor than the single barrel barrel proof. Mm-hmm. This to me, a lot of citrus in this. Yeah, absolutely. The the, the fruit notes, very fruity, right? And very that, nice. Those notes are actually created by our yeast in our fermentation process at the very beginning of the making of the whiskey, um, and they're accentuated once they're in the barrel and play with the different flavors that come out of the barrel. So, and on these single barrels, the aging what about four years? Uh, it's typically older than four. Um, you know, uh, you're looking at in general um, five to seven. You know, with sometimes it goes even longer than. Seven. And Jeff taught me something because he said, you know, everybody thinks 8, 10, the older it is, the better. Not necessarily. He said sometimes, especially with the heat in the south, it can get uh, too oaky. And you lose a lot of the, some of that sweetness and some of the other natural flavors that are in the, uh, in the spirit. You're right. Absolutely. I tell people it's easy to make a one note whiskey um, and have one flavor just dominate where the art of whiskey making is, is maintaining the balance. So that the, the citrus fruit that you tasted and how that pairs with the oakiness. If we age this product for 20 years, it would taste like one thing at the end, and that would just be wood. Yeah, uh, and you don't, we don't want, want that. that. We don't. No, exactly. And what's the barrel number on, on that, Chris? This one is coming out of barrel 160962. 160962. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. That is a good one. That's very smooth, not a lot of warmth, but very just nice notes, just real citrusy, almost a little bit of sweetness on it. Right, yeah, and that's the thing. If you're in your uh, favorite retailer here later today and you can find that number, it'll match. But if you find one with a different number on the neck, it's going to be a little bit different. All right, now next up is a brand new product from Jack Daniels. This is your new rye offering. That's right. This is straight rye whiskey. Now, to be straight rye whiskey legally, you have to be a minimum of 51% rye. Now, when you're talking bourbon or Tennessee whiskey... That means you have to be a minimum of 51% corn. So we're going all the way back to the beginning of the process, changing the ingredients, the recipe here. We're 70% rye, 12% malted barley, and 18% corn. That's the recipe for our straight rye whiskey. The standard Jack Daniels Tennessee whiskey is 80% corn, 12% malted barley again, and then only 8% rye. So you can see very different at the very beginning of the process. And you, you, you beat me to the question because I was going to ask what the differences were. And rye adds, that was the original American spirit it before was. it was corn. Uh, and, and it kind of fell out of favor back uh, around the colonial times, around uh, when the British with the taxation issues. But rye adds a very unique spice to it. It does. You know, as we were looking at developing this product, you know, we were, we were looking at this years ago. We've been making rye whiskey and thinking about how would we best make a Jack Daniels rye whiskey. Like you said, rye whiskey is the original American whiskey. Who better than Jack Daniels to recreate some original American whiskey with a rye whiskey? And then we wanted to balance that traditional kind of sweet vanilla fruitiness that you get with traditional Jack with the spiciness of the rye. That's why we decided on 70%. Um, After some experimenting, we decided that maintained the best balance and complexity that we wanted to put in our rye whiskey. So the Jack Daniels single barrel rye, 70% rye, 12% malted barley, 18% corn. So I'll say cheers. Cheers. And we'll take a little sip. Wow. It is very smooth. Not what I anticipated. Mm -hmm. I thought the rye would be very, very sharp. 
There's definitely a little bit of a twinge of some spice, but it's balanced, I think, by the corn and that malted barley. Perfect. That's beautiful. Exactly that right. is fantastic. Yes, it really is. It is a beautiful rye whiskey. I tell people the only thing we did wrong back, you know, five years ago, we didn't make enough of it. We're trying to make more. Um, and then, you know, when we make that, that rye whiskey, you have that natural balance of Jack Daniel's sweet kind of fruit notes. Right. The spicy rye notes that you get in the middle of the palate. Mm-hmm. Some of that pepper, black peppercorn type spice. And then to have a full-on single-barrel version of it with only coming from the top floors of our barrel houses where you're getting that maximum expression of oak, it's really a gorgeous product. That is extremely smooth. Not at all what I anticipated. And the aroma on the nose, relatively flat. You don't get those big citrus and fruity notes that you do on the single-barrel, but very, very nice. Mm -hmm. And... The single barrel rye, a lot tamer than I thought. Extremely, extremely smooth. I got to take another sip. Wow, fantastic! That is a winner. So, very limited production of this. Yeah, well, you know, we're, we are making more. This is not uh, not something that's a, a limited edition. Um, but uh, you know, what we do to have what we call our single barrel maturation profile for all of our Jack Daniel's single barrel products is only top floor. Uh, barrels. So um, there's only so many barrels up in the top floors, right? right? That limits where we're pulling them from to be able to get that type of flavor into our whiskey. And so there's not a lot of barrels out there. That is beautiful. Well, let's wrap it up with the great Francis Albert Sinatra, Sinatra Select Jack Daniels. You can never go wrong. And I've got, uh, thanks to Dan O'Connor, I've got a bottle of the Sinatra Select and a bottle of the, I think, actually I don't have a bottle of the Sinatra Select anymore. That's gone. But the Sinatra Century, that I keep under lock and key because that is really the bomb. (laughs) And again, you use a different stave process with this. That's right. For a little more intense flavor. That's right. You know, we make all of our own barrels, and so it enables us to create new flavors, new whiskeys with barrel technology. That's how we developed the Sinatra Select. In tribute, of course, to Frank Sinatra, who was never a paid spokesman for us. That's right. He just loved the product. He loved the product. Well, Chris, we'll say cheers to Frank Sinatra. Cheers to you. And uh, cheers to everybody at Breakthrough Beverage for their great hospitality, allowing us to conduct broadcast maneuvers today from their boardroom and bar here in the Cigar City. The Sinatra Select, Mm. beautiful. A lot of flavor, a lot of warmth. Cannot go wrong. Lieutenant Cigar Dave, the general, saying, first of all, I want to thank Chris Fletcher. Thank you. Assistant Master Distiller of Jack Daniels. Don't want to forget that. Cigar Dave, the general, saying, may our humidor always be full. May our cutter always be sharp. May our ash be extra, extra long. May your Jack Daniels always go down smoothly. Long live the Alpha. We will see you next week as we enjoy the Alpha Male Good Life.